The Huddle with snowballeffect.co.nz. High growth investing made simple. Uh, with us on the huddle, we've got Cass Carter, Cass Carter Communications and Tim Beveridge, News Talk ZB host. Hi, you two. Cass, I'll start with you on this. Yeah. Do you reckon we just need to crack on with phonics and stop dicking around with a system that clearly isn't working? Yeah, I think that kids learn in different ways for, for everything. And the literacy rates are going down and it's complex and there's a whole lot of reasons, including digital devices. But I really felt for Megan because my, my son was the same, not interested in reading. And it drove me insane because we all read in our house and I wanted them to read too. And I, one of the things I found was we a, a friend actually suggested a series of books that he was actually interested in. They were fantasy books and we could actually sit down and read with him. But I reckon it's like, takes a village to help kids learn to read. It's, it's, it, you know, I learned to read when I was at kindy. That was like 100 years ago. It's not just school. You've got to be doing it all the time and you've got to make it cool and interesting and get, get the right stories and, and, and get them enthusiastic about it. But, yeah, that whole thing is they start to feel like they're dumb and yeah. that just is, is, is terrible. After a while, it just gets worse and worse and then they just can't read. But they're not all going to read the same way. So we could bring phonics back, but if it's just phonics, that's not enough either because kids learn in different ways about everything. You know, Tim, I feel like having done this for 50 years and clearly it's had a negative impact. I mean, it looks very much like it's the reason why our literacy has dropped off. It feels like we've we've neglected a whole bunch of kids. Um, look, oh, these things, I did quite a bit of reading about this because my wife's actually a Senko, but unfortunately I couldn't talk to her before I came on the program because she's right into this stuff and she'd do a lot better job than I, I would. But look, I think there's so many things at play here. I think uh, parents leaving, um, I think, one of the things is you just can't leave it all to the school to do. And, and why we, we think that might be ideal. There was a sentence in that article which, where Megan said, as a parent, I made the assumption uh, that my son would learn to read and write at school. That's probably an assumption which is a mistake. I think we've got to find a way, not just as schools, but as parents and find and, and getting our kids interested in reading and, you know, no, but finding hang on a sec. I mean, why in God's name are you sending your child to school if it isn't to learn to read and write? There's literally those are the two most important things school's supposed to do. You're right, yeah, but, but I, it should happen way earlier. It should happen. Yeah, I think, kids should yeah, I think you've got to. We have books when they're little babies. Yeah, I think you've got to get, I think you've got to take a run up at this. And I think everyone needs to get involved in stuff. And I, I, I'm just a bit. I'm just a bit cautious about looking at one particular case and saying we've got to throw this all out when there may be a whole lot of reasons about um, the science on it and the evidence around what works for different children. And, and the thing that I kept on coming across was a hybrid approach. And I think that if a, if a technique's not working for kids, it's a shame that, that Megan's child didn't get the help of looking at other techniques of learning to read because Kaz is right. You know, it's not there's no one size fits all for the way kids' brains work and absorb this information. But I mean, you know, I'm a lay person totally, so my guess is as good as the next person's. Um, okay, Cass, on on uh, Michael Baker's idea that we should be isolating if we've got the flu for five days, yes or no? Yes, but not making it a government mandate. I think I think we're all we've got a lot better at um, the culture change. Where if you ring up and say I'm sick, people don't think you're a wuss. I think that businesses need to encourage people, we don't want you in the office if you're sick, stay away. I don't think it should be another government mandate. I think we've had enough of that. We should need to manage our own health and safety within workplaces. I tell you what I've noticed, Tim, is that um, it, it hasn't been very long and all of a sudden people are back in the office for, with, the, with the sniffles and stuff. That I thought it was going to force some sort of behaviour change from us. It hasn't. 
No, uh, I've got a couple of gut reactions to this. One, compulsion will not work. It'll just turn people off. They'll be, get stuffed, I'm going to work because I need to earn a living. Yeah. Secondly, uh, we should have free flu jabs. I can't believe that, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's so important for people to get a free flu jab and yet it's not, uh, it's not happening. And secondly, a good information campaign might have been a good idea instead of promoting and telling us how we should celebrate Matariki. The government's got money to, to advertise things it's passionate about. Well, how about getting passionate about sending the message out so we're all on board with the idea that if you're sick, don't come to work. We're not going to make you do it. But just, you know, I, I looked at that advertising campaign for Matariki and thought, hey, and that's all I thought of. I thought that money could have been well spent on things that are helping push better health outcomes and the choices we're making around that. And that's my right. whinge. Guys, we'll take a, <laughs> it's your whinge. We'll take a little break. You're back with the huddle, Cass Carter, and also um, Tim Beveridge. Tim, a bunch of texts have come in. How about this one? I'm a teacher. I'm trained to teach kids to read. If teachers can't succeed with a child, how would parents do better? Uh, well, no, I think it's, it's, <laughs> about, no, it's about taking a run-up. The, the example <laughs> would be if, I was, if you want to learn uh, an, another language as an adult, it's much harder than if you've tried it as a child. So I think the earlier we get kids involved, that's all. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. Um, do you get think into it, Mum? Get into it, Dad. One on one, Mum and Dads can do one on one with their kid. A teacher can't Jeez. do that at school yeah. every well, night at bedtime. Lord mm. above, you guys both think parents have more time than they do. Um, Kaz, <laughs> what, what is it? Kids for if you haven't got time for them before uh, t- when they're zero to five. I want to talk about Jeff Ross. Kaz, what do you think? <laughs> of Je- Jeff Ross has got his sheep jumping on um, mattresses and he's playing them classical music. Is he woke or is he onto something here? Oh, that is, I think it's oh, woke, but I think it's hilarious. I didn't see it, but I heard so many people talking about it. I think it was actually great marketing at, at the end of the day. Um, what they and there was some cool stuff in it, but the random stuff, pa- pa- painting the place white so that they could see the blood from the sheep. Oh my god, I'm from a farming background, and it just made me cringe. You know what farmers would say, but at the end of the day, there was some good stuff around sustainable farming, and heaven knows the farming sector does need some good PR around it. So good on Jeff, but it was a bit out there, wasn't it? It's out there, which uh, makes uh, you think, Tim, it is in fact a marketing trick, isn't it? You know what? It reminds me of the Greyland millionaires who tell us all we need to spend $100,000 on an EV because of how good it is. I think it's easy for people who've got a heap of money behind them to lecture other people from the point of view of, look what we're, look what we're doing, when maybe you're insulated by the fact that you've got a lot of cash in the bank. And I, I don't know. I don't, I, don't think it's, I don't think it wins people over. I think it just turns people off. It's got a, a level of smugness to it, which doesn't really <laughs> engage people. In a way, or madness. I thought it was madness. <laughs> I think that's what I he mean, came away with. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, play whatever music you like. But when you started to make a story about the fact you're playing Brahms to people rather than Alice Cooper, I mean, I mean, for goodness' sake, <laughs> what, what's wrong with that, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it the, is it a story we're playing this sort of music to our sheep? I mean, yeah. I don't I know. I love it. Do you know what? I think we all love we all love a bit of madness in the world, and we've had two hits of madness in this huddle. Eleven, we've had Michael Baker and Jeff Ross. Guys, thank you so much. Appreciate it, Cascada, Cascada Communications, Tim Beveridge, News Talk ZB host. It's eight away from six.